Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Randy J. Goodwin. He is an actor who has been in Hollywood for quite some time, who is working on a lot of fantastic projects, and I can't wait for you to hear his story. Hi, Randy. How are you today? I'm good, Deneen. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast with me today. Of course. Awesome. So I tell everyone at the beginning of the podcast that this is probably going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your entire day. So um, so can we start with you introducing yourself to my audience? Yes. First of all, I have an earpiece in my ear. Am I echoing or am I delayed for you or is this okay? You sound fine to me. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. Um my name is Randy J. Goodwin, and I'm really excited to be here. I'm, uh, I'm at Starbucks trying to get my pumpkin spice latte right now <laughs> because nice. I need my caffeine so I can get my talk on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very awesome. much, young lady. Okay, I've got my pumpkin spice, and what did you want me to tell these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from your love for pumpkin spice lattes, can you introduce yourself to our audience? <clears throat> okay, I am an actor. Uh, actor first, um, but I also am a writer, director, uh, and a producer. When you are a filmmaker, you kind of have to do all these things, especially when it's independent filmmaking. So I'm an actor who's a filmmaker. Um, but more than that, I'm also a dad and a Christian and uh, uh, a Sunday school teacher and a latte aficionado. How about that? Well, I, lo- I love the last part, the latte aficionado. We'll have to we'll have to talk about lattes later in the in the podcast for sure. Oh, I've got many flavors. Awesome. We can do that. <laughs> well, we could do we could dedicate a whole podcast one day just to lattes. I think that our audience would love that. Awesome. I would love all so, of that. Uh, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds amazing. So, um, Randy. When you and I did our pre-interview, we covered so many subjects, but um, one of the things that we, that we talked about that I loved was just um, integrity. We were talking a lot about integrity and how you have certain things, certain lines in the sand that you draw. So yes. I think that's something that – that's definitely a subject that I haven't covered very much on the podcast because the, my primary audience is there are people who are really new to the industry. So can you talk right. a little bit about, like, maintaining integrity in Hollywood? Yes, absolutely I, I can, and I enjoy the subject. Um, first, I only, I only drew one line in the sand when I got to Hollywood, and I will not cross it. And I tell everyone who ever asks or whenever I do any writing uh, and acting seminars, I tell them straight up, right away, my life and how I live is uh, based on a foundation of God. So I live my life according to the Bible. You know, you don't have to to be an actor, mm-hmm. but I suggest 
I suggest uh, you might want to explore that um, because it's a crazy business. And there are a lot of people that I know who have gotten into the business over the years, and when they got there, they said what they would not do. But I've seen every single one of them cross that line. And once you cross a line, it's hard to go back. It's kind of uh, my analogy is once you pull the trigger on that gun, it's hard. You can't put the bullet back in the gun. And yeah. when you start when you start making money in this business, it becomes even harder to go back to what you believe because now you're feeling successful. Now you're feeling like you know, hey, you got the car you want, the house you want, the guy or the girl you think you want, and uh, your lines of integrity are are, are extremely blurred. And then based on Hollywood's integrity, which by my standards are none. Um, myself, when I got there, um, and I think anybody who knows me will attest to this, that uh, I've gotten a lot of flack because of how many roles I do turn down, even from my own mm-hmm. brothers. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. because uh, the, the, there's one show I left in particular, and it wasn't actually because of integrity. I left it because I got offered another show. But they'll say things like, oh, man, I was just watching the reruns of that show. You're an idiot for leaving that show. <laughs> but that's with others. You know, we, we laugh about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But other shows and and uh, other films, uh, it's just when it comes to gratuitous language, um, gratuitous sex, graphic sex scenes, things like that, I'm not interested. Uh, I think there's a classier, better way to do it. And the old school of filmmaking used to do it that way. Today, we yeah. leave nothing to the imagination. Today, we give you, I mean, we show you everything. And that, yeah. to me, that's not filmmaking. That, that, that's, cheap. that's a cheap way out. It's cheating. You know, yeah. language, everything. Yes, yes, people in society, we, we, we use cuss words. And, well, we mm-hmm. don't. I don't. But people do. So when you're making a real yeah. life film where you're doing things, I did a movie uh, uh, years ago called the Natalie's uh, Living for Love, the Natalie Cole story. And although there was a language in it, it was uh, there was a scene where my character, who is is uh, Marvin Yancey, married to Natalie Cole and her producer, was well, she gets him hooked on on cocaine in the seventies when it was big wow. and not not so illegal. And there's a scene where I drop my head out of frame, and when I come back up, it, it's obvious that I was sniffing cocaine. Um, mm-hmm. And I had someone stop me uh, years ago at the church I grew up in. I happened to go back home to visit in Nebraska, and one of the guys came to me. He goes, how could you do drugs? I go, I'm sorry, what? I've never done drugs in my life. He goes, isn't that a Nicole story? I go, you do know that's a movie, right? I didn't really... <laughs> but even when it comes to stuff like that, people pay attention to what you do. They look at everything yeah. you do, whether you realize it or not, people are watching you. So if you claim to have integrity, yeah. you better have it because uh, one day it yeah. will come back to bite you if, if you if you back up on that and cross your line that you drew in the sand. Yeah. We talk about that a lot in our coaching program and just with our talent in general, because we have a lot of people that are really new to the entertainment industry and we catch them on their social media doing things. Like we had one person who just posted a lot of inappropriate things on her Facebook 
and another one on her Instagram. And we had to like reach out and say, you do realize that like, and this is, and I understand that what you did was in film, but like, this is like, in re- this is real life stuff. I like, I had to have a really tough conversation with someone and say, listen, um, if you want to get cast by Disney or one of the major networks, like you can't be standing in front of the Confederate flags. Um, like yeah, it's, right. it's just something that's not appropriate. <laughs> like you can do whatever right. you want yeah. on your own time. That's fine. But you can't have photographic evidence. And I think that what people don't realize is the integrity is not only what you say, but how you portray yourself online and in film as well. Because obviously, I mean, oh, yeah. that person knew you were acting in a film, but they were like, whoa, you did drugs in the film? You're like, no, 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 but... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right, and... Um, yeah. It... There's a, there's also the thing where, where uh, yes, you can do whatever you want in your everyday life, but what you do at home is what you'll do in public. That's what I tell my kids. So if you yeah. live a life of integrity it will automatically trans, uh, transfer over to everything you do. If you're dirty at home yeah. or you're dirty in your private life, in your public life, it's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing hidden really in the world. There's never been anything hidden, but there's really nothing hidden in the world anymore. Everything everything right. comes no. to light. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So – Let's talk a little bit about your journey in Hollywood. You've been doing this, this acting and producing and directing thing for a while. So can you talk to me a little bit about your journey, like some of the, some of the projects that you've worked on, some of your favorite projects? Yeah, it's been it's been a, a pretty awesome uh, twenty four years. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually went to Chicago first. That was my step up from Omaha to L.A., I thought, let me go to the big city that's closest to me because they had a pretty good uh, entertainment industry kind of going on there. You know, a lot of films have been shot in Chicago, uh, commercials. So, uh, And I was also doing stand-up in the beginning. That was my that was my crossover from doing stage, as a, stage, stage stuff as a kid. Um, but becoming a stand-up comic was an accident that, turned out to be a really good thing. So I did stand-up for a while uh, throughout the Midwest area, and then I moved to Los Angeles in 94. In 94, I did stand-up for six months in, in L.A. Just, just to show people that I was funny, and then I quit cold turkey to concentrate on drama because I wanted to be that guy who could do drama and comedy in the same breath. And, okay. you know, uh, casting, casting directors and producers would – wouldn't even think twice. They would just say, hey, get Randy for that, or hey, get Randy for this. Uh, and, and it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy Allen, who was, uh, he was a producer for 20th Century Fox. He uh, basically shepherded the Blade series for Wesley Snipes, uh, Waiting to Exhale, uh, among a couple of uh, big projects. He was the only person uh, I knew at the time, um, besides Christoph St. John, um, my good buddy from actually from the young and the restless who um, he passed away about five months ago. Um, I know that was big in the news, but yeah, that was the first person that I knew in LA and Christoph offered his to live in and be his roommate. Um, Alan is my first manager and helped me get my first gig. 
and I say helped me because it had gotten to the point where after Christoph and I had lived together for a year, um, he met a woman, and it wasn't a good situation, so I moved out. And when I moved out, I had no place to go. So I was sleeping in my car, and I slept in my car for more than six months. And it was a little Fiat with convertible with a hole in the roof. And, it was, <laughs> and the winters in L.A., it rains a lot. So all my clothes were in the back of this little bitty car, so I couldn't lay the seat back. And when it rained, it would drip on my leg, and I'd basically be awake most of the night because it was just so uncomfortable. And this went on for quite a while, but nobody knew. I still had a gym membership. I still had a job doing security, so I was making enough money to get headshots and eat and keep my gym membership because I would shower at the gym the next day. And, you know, you, you do what you have to do. When, 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 when God puts something in your heart and you know that this is what you're supposed to do, I mean, you really know, not, oh, I want to mm-hmm. be an actor because it, it looks good and the final project is always awesome. And, you know, when, when you know it's something you're supposed to do that is going to touch people's lives, you know, that you think that you could change the world with, then you do whatever you have to do to make it happen. So um, yeah. I remember that, that period of time when I was in my car, my brother Darren, who's actually right by me, he just took me to Starbucks to get coffee because I'm in the Midwest right now on a couple of days of business trip here. <laughs> um, he Hi, told Darren. me one day, <laughs> uh, he, he said, uh, we were talking on the phone. He goes, hey, man, don't give up. He goes, you got something. He goes, you know what, you've been blessed with, to be able to do this. And he goes, and if you look at anybody who's really successful in your business, they've all gone through something like what, you know, what you're going through. Um, yeah. You know, so my brothers have always been very supportive. And you definitely need that in this type of business because there's so many people who fake support or who yeah. – uh, are on your team when you're at the same level. But as soon as you get a leg up mm-hmm. or they get a leg up, it changes. Very few people yeah. really have your back in this business. So once I got out here and, and then I uh, had the homeless or the uh, experienced homelessness for that particular amount of time, I was on my way to my little security job one night in my car and the tags were expired and the cops pulled me over. And they towed my car, and I was about two miles away from my job. So I had to grab my pillow and anything that I could take in my arms. And I had to walk uh, to work. So I was extremely late with these few things, few things that I could carry to my job. Yeah. And oh my I just gosh. broke down. And I, I broke down on that walk. I mean, I can remember it right now. And I get there. But I, my my, uh, my manager calls uh, and says I have an audition for this show, new Showtime show called Fast Track. And Troy is the one who picked me up, gives him off from his job, being an executive at 20th Century Fox, to pick me up and take me to Showtime in West Los Angeles. He waited for me during the audition, and I remember Larry Gelbart. Larry Gelbart is the creator of MASH, and uh, 
he was the executive producer of Fast Track. That was with Keith Carradine, Fred Wilson, and I played, you know, like a young chip on chip on the shoulder, cocky first black race car driver. And wow! After the audition, I'm sitting in the waiting area with all these other guys, and Larry Gelbart steps out of the main room to go to the restroom, and he walks, and as he he walks by, he looks over at me, and he waits, and all the guys are looking, you know, just doing their thing, not paying attention. I look up, and Larry gives me a little thumbs up right by his, his hands or hanging by his side, and then a little thumbs up, and I gave him a thumbs up back, and then he shook his head, and he goes like, yo, dude, thumbs up, it's yours. And I, and I gave him a, a smile and a nod, and then he smiled and walked away, and I went, did he just tell me that the shoe was mine? Well, right there, I just started praying. And then I go downstairs, and I get in the car with Troy, and they call me. So the day after my, my car gets towed and being home for over six months, I booked the show that kicked off my career, and... I will share with share this with you because this is how the business works. And that show, my oh. first show, I went from making uh, twenty bucks an hour doing security to seventeen thousand five hundred dollars an episode, and that took twelve days to shoot. Wow! Each episode was eleven to twelve days to shoot. That's what happened overnight. But was it overnight? Yeah. No, Denise, it was no. not overnight. <laughs> Remember, no. I'm, with, I'm without a home. I'm in my car. I am broken. Drip, down you haven't been. Point. You haven't been sleeping. The rain's been dripping on your legs. Yes, but also at that time I had been offered a few other roles, but they were the roles that I won't take. I needed the money. I could have taken the money. Yeah. And then over the years, a lot of roles have come at me. Where you know they're straight up offering, uh, you know you can walk away with uh, a couple million dollars after this is all said and done. I'm like, no, no, that's that's not who I am. That's not what I'm going to do. I told you that. Don't ask again. You know, and that's how that's how yeah. I've been in in my walk uh, as a Christian in this business. But I love to do roles that stretch you and take you places. I love to do gritty roles. Uh, absolutely. So I had to create them myself because I'm a 6'2", light-skinned black man. Um, and I would always get, oh, you you're, you, you kind of overshadow our lead. And I'm like, well, make me the lead. <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, right. Because I'm taller, because I'm bigger, because what? I mean, what, what, is, the, what is the thing here? The studios have their thing, you know. They they invest in a specific yeah. person a lot of times, and they don't want you to take any of that spotlight. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. I didn't, I've heard of that, but I didn't really believe it until it started happening to me. Yeah. But after that, yeah. it just began show after show, guest star after guest star, pilot after pilot, and my career began to just stack the credits. And you know, thank God I did not. Uh, I didn't break and walk away from it. Um, I love what I do. And it's something that can really help people. That's why I've switched to um, really pushing the faith-based product. Not that it all has to mm-hmm. be like the Kendrick Brothers, who I love. I love Fireproof and yeah. War Room and Courageous and the new one that just came out, Overcomer. 
they had me cheering at the end. I'm cheering for this little girl to win the <laughs> and, 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 and I'm working on it uh, because I also do, I do a post finishing at uh, Deluxe Technicolor. So I get to see all these films way before anybody else does. I'm working on them and then I approve them. Okay. Um, oh, wow. But then, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so when I'm not in front of the camera, uh, I'm at Deluxe and Deluxe finished my own projects. So that was a blessing in disguise. But, but that takes way more than 30 minutes to talk about. <laughs> Well, well, we'll have to do a couple more podcasts so we can go over, like, all the things. Because okay, we, this is, like, basically this is kind of like the appetizer teaser podcast, I would say. Because the more, the more that you talk, the more questions I have. And, like I, like I said, it's the fastest 30 minutes of the day. So we'll definitely have yeah. to, like, turn this into a series of some sort. If you're willing to be back on the podcast after this experience. Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. The, the, way, the way I ended up at Deluxe is a podcast in itself. Again, I don't believe anything happens by chance. I don't believe that God does anything by chance. I, I think that everything is providential. He just lays it out, and yeah. it always works. It always works for you good, you know? Yeah, it really does. And, like, I, I love um, – I I love how your story ends. Well, not your the the part of the homeless part of your story ends because there are so many people that I talk to, um, and I talk to a lot of people every day in the entertainment business, especially people who are just getting started, and so many of them have so many excuses. And I'm not trying to like demean like experiences because I know I've been in circumstances where I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to get from this point to this point. But there are so many people I talk to on a daily basis that if they would have been in the situation where you were, where you were homeless, the rain was dripping on your leg because it's winter in LA, <laughs> then your car gets taken away and you have to walk two miles to get to the job. I, I like, I can't imagine 95%, maybe I would, you know what I would go as far as to say 99% of the people that I talk to on a daily basis be like, okay, you know what? Obviously I'm still meant to do this. This is just another obstacle I have to overcome because most times, when people come to those obstacles, they're like, they're crushed by the obstacle instead of saying, okay, you know what, obviously this, this is here for a reason because there's something on the other side. So many times people right. are like, all I see is the wall. I don't see, I don't, I don't even see a way to like climb one inch up the wall. So I love your story for the fact that you persisted and then literally on the other side, like literally like a half an inch on the other side of that, here's your big break. And then it's break after break after break. And it, and my friends and I joke a lot about the word suddenly because like for so long, like when, when God makes you, when God makes you a promise, you're like, it's going to happen suddenly. And then it happens and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it happened so suddenly. You're like, no, this is 25 years in the worst. This is so not suddenly, but it appears to be suddenly. And even at times it feels suddenly because I'm sure to you, like you're at like your lowest point. And it probably, uh, even it, though it wasn't suddenly, it probably still felt suddenly. Yeah, yes, it did. It did. It, it, it literally, what, what is suddenly, and I think this is the important part of it, is when it happens, it feels like it just happened. And, and, in, and in, I guess uh-huh. in, in a sense it, it does where you go from going, yeah, what am I going to eat today? Who's going who's gonna, to uh, – Give me a ride today. Um, where am I going to sleep tonight? Um, oh shoot! I got to yep. I got to spend money for more headshots, and all I have is seventy five dollars. And 
it's going to cost seventy dollars to get the uh, the reprints. And oh no, what am I? And your phone rings, and they say, "Congratulations, you're flying to Toronto to start shooting the Showtime show in a week." And then you just hang up the phone, and none of those thoughts are in your head anymore. Yeah. <laughs> your next thought is, "Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I can afford a car." I'm going to Toronto. <laughs> okay. Oh yes. Yeah, that that came a little bit later. I just said. My car just got so the first thing I thought was I can afford a car. Oh my goodness, I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that it, was it. the cool thing. So suddenly, yeah, things do change suddenly, but the building yeah. up is what took years. Yeah, and and the integrity too, because like you said, like you turned down so many roles to get to that role. Like, and yeah. if you weren't standing in your integrity, if you didn't know who you are and what you stood for and what that line was, even if it's, if it's one line, even if, like, if you had stepped over that line, would you have received that role that was so life-changing? And, right. like, you can't live in the world of what if, but, like, it's something that I always it's, – it's a question I always ask. Well, what if, what if I had done this, then I wouldn't be here now? You know what I mean? And it's, like – Absolutely. It's like, what – and like when you walk in the when you when you walk in who you are and you don't deter you and you don't like sway from that, I think there's so much power because it's kind of like um, the image that I always get is like an arrow. Sometimes yeah, in order for an arrow to shoot forward, you have to pull it back in the bow and then let it go. And like in that pulling back, Ooh, I like that is so. Hey, see, I, even I, I <laughs> hey, I've been doing this for a while too, but like when you, that pulling oh, back part is so hard, ha- it's like painful. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I love archery. You're, you're absolutely right. When, uh, when you pull back a bow and when you're learning, when you let that bow go, it scrapes your forearm so bad and so hard and it's so painful until you learn how to shoot correctly. And then you pull it back nice and smooth and you let it fly and, and the mechanics of it are perfect. But yeah, but learning, that's a great analogy. Thank you, Nina. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. You, 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 (laughs) you're not stealing. I'm happily giving it to you, but it's also like, if you think of it from the perspective of like, if you're the arrow and you're pulling it back too, it's like, why am I going backwards? Why am I going backwards? Why am I going backwards? And you rock it off. So there's, there's so many, there's so many analogies with that, but it's, uh, it's, it's just amazing, and, and again, it's like when you walk, when you have those lines that you stick to, it's so important because I think, again, like there are so many opportunities in Hollywood, um, but a lot, are you willing to stick to who you are, or do, are, you, are you willing to compromise? And some, like, compromise right. is good in some ways, but when it comes to your integrity, compromise is terrible, so don't do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, it will damage you. There's, there's a the statistic of how many people come to Hollywood versus how many stay and actually make it. I mean, there are, there are, you know, 200 some odd thousand screen actors, guild members, Um, Mm -hmm. but only 1% of those make a living as an actor. 1%. -hmm. So millions of people come to Hollywood. I mean, millions of people have come to Hollywood millions go home with their tail tucked between their legs because they're not, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, um, and actually my dad would always, my dad would put it like this. Don't get into something you can't see the end of. And yeah, you have to count up the cost. 
which is what, what the mm-hmm. Bible says. Count up the cost for yeah. whatever you get into. Don't get into it thinking glitz glamour. Ooh, I can't wait to be an actor because I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to have the shiny new house like the Kardashians and they are an, an yeah. anomaly. I have no idea how, how, how they happen. <laughs> but but most of us have worked hard to get to where we are. Um, yeah. And it is it, it nothing. It is definitely true. When you're young, you don't want to hear this. I didn't want to hear anything worth having is worth working for. You're going to go through the mm-hmm. fire, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to hear any of that. Yeah. But now, yeah. this is what I tell my kids. This is what I tell my Sunday school students. This is what I tell any group of people that I'm speaking to. Uh, I'm just letting them know, hey, you see what happens when you watch TV and you go, oh, man, you were awesome in that. I love you there and I love you there. I want to do that. I'm like, do you? Yeah. Do you really? Let's, let's, yeah. let's have a conversation and see if it's something you really want to do. Because there's too many people that yeah. – that, uh, have been out here for 20, 30 years and have, you know, are doing bit pieces, bit parts here and there, and they're not letting it go yeah. because they, it's in them. It's in them. They may yeah. never, may never be the big dog, but they're still yep. here. They persevere. Yeah, and the yeah. only way you will get through this is, is perseverance. It's, it's those who stick to is what I call, again, another thing my dad used to say, it's not a real word, but it's stick-to-itiveness. <laughs> I love that word. It is a word as far as I'm concerned, because that's exactly the I word know, that right? was going through my head. <laughs> right. You got to stick to it. I go, stick-to-itiveness. Uh, stick I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, is that in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry, there are no participation trophies. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing no. to put in the hard work and you have to put in the sweat equity in order to get to be successful. And that's just, that's just the plain honest truth. Cause I mean, I know yeah. of 10 to 15 people just from my small circle here in on the East coast that moved to um, LA and most of them are cocktail waitresses. They're not acting, they're not doing, but like, and it's because, did they didn't they didn't have that stick-to-itiveness that you just that you talk about yes. so it's yeah it's so important and, you, and yeah. you also have to exhaust all of the possibilities okay now we've established that i believe in god so now let me let me change that i don't just believe in god i believe god i believe what he says i believe his word so all the stories that i've read and that i've learned and and, and through prayer and everything else i believe him so when it mm-hmm. comes to uh uh, this being here, I look at the business as an entity, a person, if you will, a boss. And the yeah. business knows when you are doing your best, when you're exhausting the possibilities, when you're, when you're studying, when you are uh, uh, reading, when you are um, learning how to format, when you are writing, when you are trying to get projects mm-hmm. done, you're doing everything you can using everything in your wheelhouse, the business knows, mm-hmm. and you will get your yeah. shot. And I, I've had people say, yeah. I, I never got a shot. I go, had, you've had auditions. Well, yeah. I go, if you had one audition, you had a shot. It might not have been, yep. that audition might not have been for you, but do you know how many auditions I've gone to where they didn't call me in specifically for that role? They just wanted to see what I could do with it because they wanted me for another project. 
it's not yes. about what's right in front of you a lot of times. It's what's down the road. Yes. And you have to keep on like Pac-Man. you got to keep eating those dots. Yep. Wherever you are, wherever yes. in front of you, you'll get to where you need to be. But you got to keep going. You can't sit back and think things are just going to come to you when you get here. And that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. And that's the truth. And, yeah, I mean, you have, you have to, like you said, you have to keep going because what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. And I like the, I like the analogy of the Pac-Man because if you just sit there, those ghosts are going to come and eat you up. And, yep. that, like, that, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, you have, you have to go after it. You have to be moving forward at all times. And even if you, again, yeah. like you said, you have to play for the long game. You can't play for the short term. You have to play for the long term. And you have to understand that anything that you're investing in yourself, whether it's coaching or, um, go, or putting yourself through auditions, like, the more that you uh-huh. do – the more likely you are to be successful. And that's, that's just, that's the long and the short of it. And it's, again, there are no participation trophies. You're not going to, you're not going to land a role just because you like bought your one way ticket to LA. Like there's so much more to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because a lot of people end up buying a one way ticket back to where they came from a few years later. Yeah. Yep. It's so true. Well, Randy, I know that I said at the top of the at the top of the hour this is going to be the fastest thirty minutes of our day. So Wait, are we, done? Um, we are. Can you believe it? We're done. Can you believe that? Come on. I know. I, I feel like every podcast that I do, like I just want to make it like an all afternoon project. But I I know that people have lives outside of the VIP Ignite podcast. <laughs> so um, right, right. But I would definitely love to have you on again. Um, just to talk. I mean. We we touched on so many subjects. I would definitely love to have you on again at another time. And if if you're willing, we could certainly set that up offline. Anytime. Anytime. I am available. Awesome. I'm always available for 30 minutes. I can squeeze this in anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Your latte's still warm, too, right? It's, your latte didn't even get cold I'm, in our 30 minutes. It did not. I'm halfway done with it. I've been sipping on it. It's fall, so the new pumpkin spice latte is the route. Uh, I wish I was in L.A. because they have the coffee bean, and the coffee bean and tea leaf has the best coffee on the planet, you know. I, I, when I'm I can Nebraska, a, I have to go with I, Starbucks. I can attest to the coffee bean. They have. I got that as soon as I got off the plane when I went to L.A. a couple months ago. That was, like, my first off. I was like, <laughs> coffee, thank you. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So next time well, you come Randy, to again, L.A., thanks. next time you come to L.A., uh, coffee bean, my treat. Okay, I'm holding you to that. Everyone that is listening to the podcast just heard that, right? I'm <laughs> just joking. No, that'll be awesome. Like, awesome. Um, the next time I'm the next time I'm in LA, we definitely have to meet up. It would be fantastic to meet you face to face. No, it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. I thank you, awesome. thank you, thank you for even reaching out to me for this. Oh, oh, thank you for taking the time to be on. Have a fantastic, productive trip in Nebraska. And I look forward to doing this again soon. So thank you so much for your time, Randy. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing from you soon. Excellent. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye now. Thanks. Bye. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the VIP Ignite podcast. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Randy as much as I did. If you did, please make sure you hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite podcast. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcast can be found. 
And if you're interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, and you want to learn how you can network with people like Brandy, please go to our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar and see how you can qualify for our next live interactive experience. Thank you so much and have a great day.